0: Okay, so we are recording, and yet again, we are back for Man Up, the UK men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson, and sitting opposite me is the gargantuan Tommy Dankwa.
1: Wow. I really
0: don't know why (laughs) that...
1: Well, because I'm huge, massive, and such a presence, clearly. Yes, you are huge. You're not just my my holiday weight, are you? (laughs) I've got a bit of a belly on. Five kgs that I'm just carrying around here. Oh my goodness. Well, they do say that if you put on weight, it's a sign of happiness. Well, I'm very happy. Which is
0: why I'm a skinny git. (laughs) (laughs) Because I hate the world. No. Um, I'm going to do something now. You ready?
1: I am ready. I've been okay. watching these for a little while. Well, you're going to, you're gonna have, to you're gonna have
0: to hold the mic for me, okay? Okay, you ready?
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs>
1: what do <did> you think? <laughs> I am... Um... Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I kind of was expecting something. I feel a little bit, uh, what did you... I'm, I've been left wanting. What? So for those, obviously, well for those, for all of you that haven't <laughs> seen what's happened, Andy has these wonderful little gongs on the desk. They've been strategically placed in front of us. Yeah. And um, I obviously I asked the question, well Andy, what are these for? So Obviously they were just a gong, but there must be more.
0: Now, there's more to it. So, so do you remember a couple of um, podcasts ago we had um, Robert Mitchell in? I do, I do. Who was the mindfulness guru? And he starts his podcast, podcast. Yeah, oh, actually, he does podcast. But he starts his sessions with these, um, these are meditation bells. These are they're Tibetan, um, and what they do is they cut, they cut through the air at a certain vibration that really sort of wakes you and, and sort of alerts your mind so i thought the listeners would benefit because i i went to amazon and got myself a set of bells and here they are so i thought i'd show them off to you and these are these are i mean i might do that at the beginning of every podcast now so we're like, just
1: ripping off rob now aren't you
0: well no yeah. actually no we're ripping off the tibetans who have been doing it for hundreds of hundreds of years because a
1: session now open yes Session yeah. now open yeah
0: but the reason, there is a re- also another reason why I, I did these bells is because I, um, I I sort of really been looking into meditation recently. And my, my meditation has been a little bit sort of hit and miss. Hmm. Um, I've done some mindfulness meditation. I've done like the Headspace app. I've been to courses and that sort of thing. Um, and it just so happens that I, someone recommended David Lynch's autobiography the film director, the film director, you know, he did um, Twin Peaks, Elephant Man, um, Mulholland Drive, all that sort of stuff. Love him. Great, great director. And and in the book, he talks a lot about um, meditation. And he talks about this specific type of meditation called transcendental meditation.
1: Right. Here we go.
0: Okay. And so this, so I thought being an action man and being always on the sort of pursuit of wanting to sort of explore my mind and you know ways of getting better and that sort of thing i thought I'd, I thought I'd give it a go so so I went on a transcendent in fact, I'm on a transcendental meditation course uh, It's quite expensive um, okay. but
1: and also, I can't talk about it, which is not very good for a, for a podcast. Just, this is the podcast that just keeps on giving people. Look at that! If I was left wanting by these Mongolian bells or Tibetan bells, more. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So we can't talk about it. Um, we can't. What I can say is um,
0: that it's great. Uh, uh, it's quite famous. There's quite a lot of famous people do it. So it was originated by the Maharishi in India is a man who, the, the one who famously um, hooked up with the Beatles and when they were in their sort of psychedelic phase yep. and that sort of thing. But there's also other people like Hugh Jackman, Katy Perry, um, David Lynch himself, Tom Hanks. They, they all um, study transcendental meditation. And all it is really is a type of meditation using mantras um, that are given to you in a sort of ceremony. I suppose I, c- I can talk about that. Um, there's there's a bit more to it, but it's um, two lots. It's tw- 20 minutes um, in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. Okay. So um, uh, I'm in the middle of it at the moment. Um, just to say, um, it's very interesting and I'm enjoying it. How
1: are you feeling? Um, like can you feel notable differences Um, i mean i saw you earlier on and you'd done one this morning had not you
0: yeah yeah i was feeling a bit groggy this morning um (laughs) actually but um no well i did one I, i i had a really late night on saturday night i went to bed at like sort of four in the morning i was at a party and i the next day i normally have terrible hangovers and my mood's down and that but i did my meditations you know what absolutely fine yesterday I don't know whether it was coincidental or whatever but what I would say is any type of meditation if you can do it uh, for me it's like one of the sort of gold standard things along with you know medication if you have to have it along with exercise along 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 with getting out into nature it's one of the things that I, I really recommend to people and um so yeah, look it up. Transcendental meditation. The elements of
1: mental health, well-being, definitely in yeah, there, right? Yeah.
0: The other thing that I did as well because you had your rant on the, lo- <laughs> the last one, so I know, I'm going to have I my knew rant. Just
1: coming. <laughs> I, I went off on a tangent, didn't I? <laughs> well, <laughs> good. Now the other thing that someone recommended
0: because it's been a while since the, the, the other thing that I did was um, I did a hypnotherapy session. Oh. So no we haven't spoken about hypnotherapy. Can you Talk about that. I well, I can. Okay, good. He just sat next to me and he went, you will have the cheap wine. You will have the house wine. (laughs) Do you remember that from the first show? (laughs) It was a couple, but one of them was a hypnotherapist. And when he sat down, you will have the, you'll order the house wine. (laughs) Anyway. No. (laughs) So, so so anyway, um, I went to this hypnotherapist and uh, it sounds like a beginning of a joke, but it's not. But I went. I went to this hypnotherapist and he sat me down. He asked me about my problems, and then he took me on this sort of journey where whereby I sort of put my problems on a blackboard and then I scrubbed them out and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I think it was good. I think it was good, but I think um, I, I think I'll need a few more sessions. Uh, but there are people that say a couple of people have said that if you want a quick fix, something that can sort you out, you know, and you're in, you're in a bit of a a bit of a slump that hypnotherapy can sort you out. And, yeah, it was interesting. That's all I can say about that.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, sorry, going back to your trans-psychedelic meditation. Transcendental, yeah. Thank you. you can you say how much it was?
0: Well, it's, it, it varies according to how much you, um, you earn. So if you earn above a certain amount, so the sort of top tier is, is it's about um, 590 quid. But that that's, that includes one-to-one sessions and, and um, group sessions and then uh, things for months afterwards where you sort of, yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, like I said to my, my friend, I don't think there's any price um, you can put on, you know, feeling good. So yeah. if, it's, if it's something that's going to help, then, then pay out for it if you can afford it, you know.
1: That's
0: but because I'm a full-time student... I put I paid the, the you know the the low amount which was good.
1: I like it. Yeah. Done by a Who's Who of celebrities and now our very own Man Up Men's Mental Health podcaster, Andy Richardson. Yeah, on, on
0: the list. Yep. I'll Tom Tom Hanks, Katy Perry. But they're rubbing shoulders with greatness, aren't they? They they, they, really, they are. really are. Well <laughs> I didn't like to say so myself. Okay, moving let's <laughs> get on to the guest.
1: <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Uh okay so all right well okay so Andy where are we today Oh oh yes
0: oh god we didn't we didn't um we oh. didn't talk about that we um,
1: almost forgot didn't okay, we Okay
0: so so yeah we are we are uh we are speaking to you from LCCM, the London College of Creative Media, which, Tommy, always, uh, you seem to be reminding me more and more that we should thank them for letting us uh, do the podcast. Well, they
1: are one for letting us use this space. Yeah. Lovely air-conditioned room again.
0: Yeah. And, you know, this is an amazing educational establishment that is round the corner to another amazing educational establishment.
1: Seamless.
0: Which is the City Lit. Ba-boom now
1: he's good I, he's good he's is, isn't he
0: it. now the city lit is somewhere where i've i've studied there quite a lot myself uh because i'm always i always like to do courses and things i can't even remember the course i think i did oh no that was morley college that was that was the rival college Morley College. anyway <laughs> anyway no i did a screenwriting course at city lit which was fabulous which was really really good now city lit is a is a college I, I'll, I'll be corrected in in a moment by our guest but City Lit is, a, is a, a, a a college where you can, as an adult, you can do all sorts of things, all sorts of short courses, long year-long courses. But I think it's sort of subsidised a little bit. And so you can do, like, 10-week courses for not a lot of money. Um, and it's just an amazing place to go uh, as an adult, because it's for adult learners, um, to, just to keep that lifelong thing of process of learning going. Yeah. Um so we actually have someone on the executive from the City Lit, but he's not here to talk about the City Lit. He's, talking, he's here to talk about a festival that is run by the City Lit and a few other people called the Mental Wealth Festival. Um, oh, yeah. So we have the man himself who is uh, the organiser of it, um, who also happens to be an old friend of mine, which is quite handy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Results. Yeah.
0: Ben Hicks.
2: Hello, hello, mate! Thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. Oh, Andy it's your... and Tommy, this is so much fun.
0: <laughs> You're quite welcome. Yeah, sorry you had to listen to, to, to uh, you know us uh, rambling on for ages and doing our little bell thing. Here we go again. So, so let's. Can I just
2: can I just say something about the bells? Yep. So when I was 18, I went to India and I taught Tibetan monks um, uh, English as a foreign language. And I went, you know, and I was 18, and I thought I knew stuff and I was going to share all this like wisdom with them. And then within about a month, I realized that they were so far ahead of me
1: spiritually
2: <laughs> that, you know, and I was in a room with like seven-year-old monks and I was completely out of my depth because I was this idiot from <laughs> London, like 18, who'd just been drinking <laughs> lager for the last two years. And suddenly I was with these kids that every morning did transcendental meditation wow. um, for 20 minutes a day. And they were l- tiny little monks and they were just on another plane completely. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I'm so I'm totally into the meditation thing. Good. So yeah, but I don't know, I've never seen those before. Those are
0: Well, they're sort of cheap <laughs> cheap cheap ones from Amazon.
1: <laughs> I actually thought when you said, "Can I just say something about the bells?" Oh, it's India. And uh I was with these like monks, and I was going to teach them how to play the bells. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. I was like, wow. that's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I taught them sort of hip hop on bells. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah, I brought London to, to Tibet. No, <laughs> anyway, that's anyway, enough. Anyway, enough sorry. about bells.
0: Sorry, yeah. So, okay, let's let's um let's sort of start at um the basics, really. Um, talk about the uh what mental the mental wealth festival is.
2: Yeah, so I've, I've only been um at City Lit for six weeks, so I should start by saying that because. I'm still quite new to it, but it is a fantastic organization. And this this idea came around about five years ago. And the idea is that because it's an organization, it's not just about adult education. Obviously you can come and do lots of things there, but there's so many um, secondary uh, reasons why you should keep learning during your life. And one of those things is meeting new people and building communities. And so the well-being aspect of of what the college does is is a massive thing. And so they were trying to find a way to celebrate that and to also work with different institutions around London. Um, So we work with the National Gallery. We work with the British Museum. Um, There's a charity that actually lives within our organization called Beyond Words, which is this amazing um, charity for people with learning disabilities. And so um, up to last year, it was a two-day festival. But this year... Um because i've uh, you know when you're starting a job and you're trying to impress people we're going to, it's going to be a six day festival, so it's a whole week um of activities, and I guess the strap line um is celebrating the things that keep us well, so that's why it's called the mental wealth festival, the idea that you have these assets within you that you know we need to celebrate and and really sort of share with each other so we can we can live our lives the best we can. So which is why when I heard your podcast, I was like, wow, I'd love to talk to um, Andy and Tommy because I know we're on the same page. So that's that's where it started from.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's six day six day festival. Um and you've been there for six weeks. Yeah. That's a lot. So, that's throwing you <laughs> into the deep end, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> so just
2: just to sort of explain it. So this year's um, theme is loneliness and isolation, and the things that we can do to prevent those things. So, obviously, community community building, family, friends, um, the, the anything that that um, can be a way to prevent it. So, and the kind of narrative for the week, if you like, is that we have a sort of policy side to the week. So, we have a parliamentary event that we're doing with the Joe Cox Foundation, who are amazing on this stuff. And um, obviously, the legacy of Joe. Is, um, is so resonant with, 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 with all over the UK. So we're really happy to be working with them. And that's the policy side. And then sort of towards the middle of the week, it's people sort of sharing their experiences. So we've got Ed Balls involved in the mad world um, element to it, which is about corporate behavior and how people can look after their staff better. So he's gonna be talking about his experiences with stammering. Um, and then towards the end of the week, it's more um, panel discussions. So we'll be talking about BAME mental health men's mental health um yeah uh, so we've got panels on that um mental health in the deaf population because it's really um under discussed they're very um that group of people are so underrepresented in the media so we want to give a real um highlight to that because a lot of the work we do at um city lit is with the deaf population we have a massive center for deaf education and then on the last day on the saturday it's more about all the things we do in the college, which which um, are sort of fit into this area. So, as you can imagine, because we do a lot of creative arts. Um, if you're not familiar familiar with the co- college, we do languages, we do creative arts, we do performing arts. Um, pretty much anything. You could come and make a basket. You could come and learn how to use an Android phone. So all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's re- you know there's lots of there's so much variety and diversity to that offer that it's finding ways that people can come along, get involved, meet people. And so that's a lovely big open day and at the end of the week just to finish this long story about the 6 days um we will have a sort of celebration which is with the Joe Cox Foundation so that's called the great get together which where people can come and learn how to be a community coordinator sort of so go back into their community they do they do this wonderful thing called the great get together every year um which is sort of UK wide so it's 11,000 events across the UK um, so that's yeah, that's the kind of that's where we're going. And as you can imagine, there's quite a lot of work still to be done. Um, you know, there's, but we're hoping we'll get some big names involved. You know, we've had Grace and Perry in the past. Um, we've had Lulu involved in in some of the stuff we've done. So hopefully this year we can get some. And also, you know, Andy and Tommy, if we can have them there, then that's that's well, the, the icing. That's the
0: icing. The, he- the headliners, I think, definitely. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I'm Grace saying. and Perry. People
2: uh, have called it the glastonbury of mental health so you know wow. that has, we did have yeah we enjoyed that, that we, we like, do you know what man got that last year do you know what
0: man already <laughs> i'm already i'm sold it sounds bloody amazing <laughs> fantastic oh, absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna be shouting about this from from somewhere <laughs> But it's, it, it, well just it, thanks for having it on the
2: podcast that yeah you know,
0: that's yeah no it's it's it sounds absolutely amazing and so what so um it's it's only a couple of years old yeah you say yeah. like so it's only okay and so and and the origins i mean why did we why did city lit feel the need to do to do that i mean is it because of the sort of growing problems we we're, we're having in this country yeah i
2: mean i think i think it, it in 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 some ways it's an obligation if you if you have an institution in the middle of london um then you need to be for all londoners and you need to recognize that we have a problem in this country you know with you want to avoid politics, of course, but, you know, we're, it's a pretty divided country, and there's no denying that. So anything you can do to build communities, to bring people together from different backgrounds um, is is a sort of responsibility, I think, that all, all London institutions have, you know, whoever you are. And I think that is being recognised. I mean, maybe that is one positive about the whole Brexit thing, is that people are starting to realise you've got to be a more, lot more proactive um, if you want to keep the sense of community. Lon- you know, London is built on that. So, um, so I think that it came from that. I also think, within you know, without this becoming a total advert for City Lit, um, there within the college there are these. Um, we have these centres. So, there's we have a centre for people with learning disabilities. Um, as I've mentioned, the deaf education. We have a um, universal skills centre for people who you know maybe the first time round at school they, they were slightly let down by their 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 education um, and have a second chance to come and just do a GCSE in English and math. So. You know, as you can hear from that, within all of those, you know, people with learning disabilities have a higher rate of mental illness than, than other people. The BAME community have a higher rate of illness than, than other communities. So um, it's it's adult learning and lifelong learning is so entwined with your sense of wellness and usefulness. I mean, I could start ranting about how I think your mental health is so Attached to your sense of purpose and being a useful person in society. You know, this uh, idea that you have, by how much money you earn, is is a real, that's a really sort of wrong path. There's a, there's a, you know, at some point everyone I think gets that moment going, oh, actually, I really need a reason to do this. Otherwise, I'm just not going to be happy. So, yeah, that's, I don't think that was a particularly articulate no, way of answering no, your question, but it was sort of, yeah. It uh, was uh, yeah.
1: But talking about purpose. I'd say, you know, this is something we were discussing. Uh, I think last week wasn't it where you sort of do work um, with again meditation and looking at what's your purpose because it's so all well in good earning money but ultimately like you said it must be something around the forty somethings <laughs> we start thinking about that what does it all mean what does it all mean and if you've got a lot of adult learners it makes sense that you know you need to be in tune with that right
2: yeah exactly and the and the um, and the other thing we're we're really lo- taking seriously now and again I'm I'm new to to the to the whole sector. Is this idea of um the hundred year life? So I, there's a, there's an amazing book that a guy called Andrew Scott has written. Um
0: who? Not is, the hot vicar. A different Andrew <laughs> Scott.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, he's a very good-looking guy, but he's not. He's not as hot as the vicar. I mean, who is? Who is? Sorry, yeah. You're coming, you're coming. So yeah, are go here, Yeah, got a yeah. Um, a different I'm Andrew Scott. I've completely thrown. I'm just, oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. About, just thinking about man crush now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <good> um, so, <laughs> but um, he's written this book about how a three-year-old, a three-year-old today is, is life expectancy is hundred years. Now you know putting aside global warming and all the scary stuff, you know, that that is that is a reality. So this idea that there are three stages of our lives, that there's education, work, and then retirement is outdated. And it's a 20th century concept. And that actually, we have to start, you know, when we get to 40, when we get to 55, when we get to 70, um, all, you know, you, you're allowed to, to, to look at your life and go, what, what am I? Who am I? What do I want? You know, how can I be happy? Because if if I'm not, I'm not going to be a successful father. I'm, you know, I was into your, what you were talking about. Your your um, parenting, Tommy. You know, like so. It's so that's another interesting. that life transitions, I think, is very. Um, that's when people tend to suffer quite badly with some mental illness. When they they don't know where to go next, they get very lost. You know, we've all been there. Um, so yeah. So I think that's that's another interesting. Aspect to that kind of purpose conversation, yeah. uh,
0: and so so tell us a little bit about the, the this year's theme. Then the lo- why loneliness? Why was that picked out then?
2: Yeah, I mean, so so last year we did um, suicide uh, prevention, and so every year we have a sort of particular theme, and it just felt like, do you know what? It it more came out of um, the opposite of it. It more came out of the idea of community and tribe, um, and and how and I think in a, in response to a divided society where people are starting to feel more isolated? Um, how how do we really celebrate community? What is community? What does it mean to people? It means different things to different people. Um, and so that's, I think that's that's why we focused on this topic, but then as we looked into it, and actually this was, they, they chose this topic before I started, so this didn't come from me, I've got to um, confess, but the Joe Cox Foundation have uh, spent the last two or three years you know, they they were the reason there was a there was a minister for loneliness. Uh, there is, I think, there is a suddenly a, a much larger spotlight on on that topic because it's clear that it's a bit of an epidemic in our society. Um, certainly with the older generation, this idea of how do we how do we encourage intergenerational relationships, bringing older people into the community so that they can help you know they can give advice and support to young people. So, I think. You know, it's it's clear that in a in an age of social media as well, you know, young people are maybe more a bit more isolated. I mean, I think we've got to be careful, us middle aged people, because we tend to be a bit judgmental about that. And maybe that there's also an opportunity through technology to create communities. But um, it's without doubt, it's a it's a topic that seems to be coming up a lot more and becoming a problem for. Uh, the NHS, you know, it's it, it's it's been linked. Loneliness and isolation has been linked so clearly with ill health. Um, it costs it costs money. It costs the government money. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good reasons why it's it's a it's the appropriate focus for this year.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, it is interesting that, that, that this this thing about loneliness because you can, and it's not necessarily sort of you can be lonely, but you can be married. You know, you can be lonely and you can be sort of. I don't know, you know, have a massive, a big family, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot more nuanced than, you know, someone like myself. I live on my own, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's quite, on, on, on you know, maybe from an objective point of view, I'm middle aged, living on my own, no kids. Some people might think amazing. Other people might think, "What a sad bastard!" I would
1: swap with you in an instant. No, mate. you bloody wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't.
0: Yeah. But but some people might think you sad bastard. You know yeah, why haven't yeah, you? But, but um, and I must admit, I do feel lonely. But I've got friends that live. I've got my own community in London. You know, I've got friends that live just around the corner. Two, t- about three lots of very very good friends, which who who I've known for at least or sort of twenty odd years. You know. And I've got, I get myself out there. So I don't look at myself as a lonely person. Yeah. I don't think, um, I've got a great family as well. So I don't sort of see myself as alone. I'm, I could do better. I mean, it'd be great to be in a, maybe in a, like, like a relationship or something like that. But um, what I'm trying to say is loneliness is something that's a, a lot more complicated than just, you know, are you single or not?
2: Isn't yeah, it? and exactly. And that is, it's really funny you mention that because, you know, we're going to be putting together some little videos leading up to the, um, to the festival uh, in October, from October the 7th to the 13th. Come along, check out the City Lit website. Uh, don't
1: you worry. Well, we're going to be doing the plug at the end. You don't have to plug it
0: now, for goodness sake. Just, pra- good. just practice it. Six just weeks into it. the yeah. job, he's got oh, it down. No. He's got it well, locked you know, it down. I'm, his comms manager <laughs> yeah. is going, yeah, I'll, yes, I'll yes, Ben, plug it. Every 10 minutes, key plug messages, it. Key messages, key messages. <laughs> yeah, cool. um,
2: but but we'll. there was there was one thing we, we want to put together, which is pictures of different people um, and trying to, and and so you and you ask the audience like which of these people is lonely, and this kind of idea of lonely in a crowd, you know, you can be in a city of you know 13 million people, but that can be lo- much lonelier than than anywhere else. And so yeah, a- absolutely, lonely doesn't mean alone. And certainly there are lots of people within within long-term relationships and and family structures who are suffering very badly from loneliness. So it, it's how do you identify that? How do you get to the root? root of that and that's you know that's that's a good conversation to have you know that's a we need to have that as a society because there is less there is less tribe you know this idea that the 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 not to get too deep into the family thing but you know this idea that nuclear family is the answer to to everything is just not you know it's being proven it's not hang on
1: wait in layman's terms nuclear family what does that mean uh, d- Help me out. Mum, dad, two kids. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two or three kids. You know. All oh, right. Is that like
1: yeah. the uh, was it called A two point?
0: So, r- so you got the extended, fa- the traditional extended family was mum and dad, like twelve kids, but living with the grandparents and uncles and you know An- th-
2: uncles and aunts. You know the village. The village. Right, the yes, vi- yes, it takes yes, a village yes, to raise yes, a child. Yes. That you right, know that whole. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you. And, for that.
0: and also, I think we also need to explain while we're talking about explanations, BAME as well because that's a relatively new phrase and a lot of people people don't know do you know what BAME is? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> there you I'm go. absolutely clear. Well you 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 fall under the BAME category. What does BAME mean? A brilliant, absolutely magnificent energy. Uh
0: that is one that is one of the explanations. Yeah, that's no, me. That's me. No, it's, it's 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 black Asian and um minority uh um f, uh, f, no it's black Asian and minority ethnicities
2: yes there you go yeah there you go. i'm pretty yeah, sure that, i was gonna say that do you know what yeah. i i'm not even sure that which are the exact words but yeah that's that's what it i that's think what yeah, it it I'm a, yeah i'm a
1: bame you Am are I? a bame yeah,
0: yeah. B- bame of my existence i like oh <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna oh, your bells then <laughs> anyway anyway so so ben so what attracted you to the 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 job in the first place because um Have you got a sort of a personal connection to all this mental health sort of stuff?
2: Yeah, I think um, so. You know, talking about life transitions, um, I so my dad died in January, and um, it's sort of I'd been I so before before this job, I've just I've been working at the Guardian for eight years, and I loved it there. And I, but you know, I'd been there eight years, and I am somebody who just I just I like change, I like a new challenge and something different. And certainly, you know, when you have one of these major events in your life. Um, I think it makes you uh sort of reconsider everything. And I mean it, it's it's it was as as has happened often in my life, it's sort of it was quite serendipitous how I sort of found found um, City Lit. And it's you know, and it's been fantastic because um I used to be an actor, so I was an, that was that's what I trained to do. That's what I uh I did for the sort of first quarter of my working life in sort of 16 years. And um the fact that City Lit is so committed to mental health and well-being really fitted because I've had an interest in this for a long time. I've, um, okay, let's go into it. So when I, so acting, I think is a kind of perfect storm of mental health because, um, it's the kind of personalities that are drawn to acting tend to come from a childhood where either they've maybe had a bit of emotional neglect or there's a reason why they need to, be, have to find uh, affirmation from outside themselves. And that's combined with a profession, which constantly, uh, well, tends to make you feel like uh, you're not good enough and keeps you on edge. So, you know, for instance, as a young actor, the amount of um, script descriptions of a character that I was given, which said, he's handsome, he's charming, he's funny, you know, the the pressure <laughs> and immediately you're like, well, I'm ugly and I'm not funny. And I <laughs> you know, I mean that's the chimp, the chimp, you know, it's just you know, if you have any of that in you, it's just sets it wild. And so, and this, you know, this is true of so many, and I've got you know a lot of friends still in the profession, it's and it doesn't matter how successful you get or or unsuccessful you are, it's I think it's the same for all actors, you know, everyone has that. And some people are better at dealing with it than others and i certainly wasn't and i found rejection really difficult and i yeah i got to a stage in my in my mid-30s where i just had my my uh, my first kid and i was only seeing her on a sunday because i was on, always on tour and it just i at some point it just all fell apart for me i just felt i just couldn't get up um and so yeah looking back i never gave it a name you know listening to your podcast in the past i you know, I would never describe myself as a as a depressive. I've always, I've always thought, you know, I'm a cheer, you know, I've got that reputation. You know, I'm a cheerful chappy. You know, we, I'm sure we've heard it loads of times. You know, it's like Ben's always on good form. Yeah, you know, you're, you know, you can put it, you can switch it on. You know, and then only later did I kind of go, oh, actually, yeah, that happened when I was like thirty six. But that happened. I actually went through this about four years ago. Oh, hang on a minute. There was that time. Oh, hang on. When I was nine, yeah. I didn't. You know, I I started fake. I used to have fake stomach aches and didn't want to go to school. You know, like I. So suddenly you you look you look through your life and these moments you've had and you know and sort of self destructive behaviours. You know, suddenly where you've like Why did I do that? That was a bit of a strange thing to do. <laughs> like, and you and you and you know, it's the gift of of looking back. So, you know, it, it, that's why I was actually you know, despite I really wanted to talk about the mental health festival and and that it's you know it's all making sense to me now. Sometimes you discover it in the moment in your life, but I'm really happy to be here talking about this now because I've never said to anyone before, yeah, I think I might be a depressive. You know, I think I might be a depressive. <laughs> and um, so so this is all something that's kind of happening to me as as as, as we go along. And absolutely in the same way as you, you guys, are, are, same reasons you're doing this podcast, maybe that's the reason I was drawn to City Lit. You know, it's the same thing. It's a place where... It's about open-heartedness, people being kind to one another, and the festival, which will, like, celebrate tools and techniques to keep you well because it's, it, it can be really nasty, you know, and you couldn't feel, you know, it, it's, a, it's a dark place. We all, You know, you, you guys know exactly what it's like. So, yeah, and it's an ongoing process, you know, and, and like so many of people like ourselves, you know, you you're, oh, yeah, I'm going to do yoga, and I'm going to do boxing, and, oh, and I've got my football team, and, you know, and you've got all these um things which you think are gonna solve it and then oh no I'm feeling rubbish again. I'm feeling rubbish. And you and you tell everybody what you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna stop drinking for a year, you know, and then that last four months and then oh but there's that party. And <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to that sober. That's not good. You know, that's just i just that's a waste. You know, so it's a, yeah it's a it's a process, isn't
0: it? Well I I think I yeah, but I think There is something to be said for that, though, because I think the important thing is the recognition. That's a really important thing. But also the fact that you're willing to do something about it. And it may not work. I mean, you know, we've tried a 100 different things, you know, all sorts of weird things. I'm sure you're trying all sorts of things, you know. The point is the recognition and the fact that you're doing something about it. And it might work. I mean, like even – I mean, I don't know if you read any sort of Ruby Waxes stuff. You know, she she talks about – she's had depression and she still has episodes but the point is that she doesn't now when she gets depression she she knows exactly what it is she's had it before she'll go she'll book a few days off she'll you know clear her calendar do what she needs to do and she's back on it again in the past her whole world collapsed and and it would it would take her out for like 6 months or whatever you know and um so i think the very fact that you've sort of said you know, I may be this, and I mean, there's loads of levels of depression. There's loads of levels of anxiety. Yeah. You know, it could be, you know, there are depressed, depressed, depressed people who are very suicidal who need 24-hour supervision, and there are other like people that are very sort of functional on that. You know, it's not one, it's not one thing that's everyone feeling the same about it. You know.
2: Yeah, I think I, I actually Ruby Wax has been really involved with the with our festival before, and done lots. We've done lots of work with Ruby, and I think she's one of those characters actually that's really Sort of changing the game on things, and 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 because she's got that amazing ability to sort of engage people and make it interesting and funny, you know. And it's, but I, yeah, I think it is. It, it's something about sharing, and it's something about getting people who are in in public positions actually who are seen as because people are terrified of talking about it at work because they think you know people will what not want to employ them, and you know you yeah. get judged, and that that it's it's such it's such a stigma and. But maybe that is changing. Maybe it feels like there is a shift going on and, you know, there, there are more of these kinds of conversations happening.
0: Well, you're an inspiration in, in the in the fact that you're, you know, you being honest about it, with yourself at least, has given you the, this opportunity, this amazing job. So if more people were honest about it, it might lead them to sort of other opportunities. You know, Kenton, who we spoke to last week, you know, he's all of a sudden he's written a book on the whole thing yeah. that's about to be published, you know. So it's not it's maybe it's something that might not even hinder c- your career. It might even give you a step
1: up. Well yeah. I think we're seeing it now, aren't we? We're seeing it now with um from uh what Matt Longley was saying about how bad it was when he was working in corporates to um recently we had Chris League who is who was recently from the channel, didn't he? But with him talk so you know, approaching his boss with like, you know, looking after your dad with his dementia and and you know, he was scared to you know, talk about it. And he said that he found his company really, really supportive and helps him. Not only that, he's gone on and they've encouraged him to try, well, to do his Ironman feet, Enduro man, sorry, feet, which is amazing. So we're definitely making the right, you know, steps yeah, forward.
2: Mean, just, I mean, this I don't know if this is a tangent, but my dad had dementia for six years. So he had Alzheimer's. And uh, it's, it's interesting the effect that has on you because at the time, you're just dealing with it and you're going through it but you know you, you, you go through some extraordinary moments you know you see some amazing behavior that you know you people can warn you but you don't you don't quite unless you have been through alzheimer's with a parent it's a it's a quite a difficult thing to describe and so on a mental health level it's it has it's it's exhausting but in a in a very sort of quiet silent way so sometimes you're just but at the same time and this is something that i don't think people do talk about and i'm hoping someone listening might might get some comfort from this. But um, w- when he died, and obviously a lot of people say when you lose somebody with Alzheimer's, it's like the release and that they'd already gone really. And so you, there won't be too much grieving because you've probably done all your, a lot of your grieving already. That's really in my experience, in my personal experience, that wasn't true because what I'd realized was in talking about meditation that I was getting this time every week because dad couldn't speak any longer. He couldn't really walk very much for the last sort of... Um, year or so i would have i would see him every sunday and i would go and spend you know three or four hours with him and it would just be this silent time and i would sit with him and he had this beautiful energy because he was like he could still even though he probably didn't know my name he just knew that it was somebody he trusted and he loved so we had this lovely so it was a silent in very very intimate time to have with your parent you don't get you know you imagine my dad was a, a doctor quite you know uh high power in his way not somebody who would be that emotionally open not somebody who i'd have you know discussions about how i felt very much but once he had the alzheimer's i could talk to him for hours you know about how i was doing about and actually it was like a therapy session you know and it was and it was it was a very intimate time for us so it's there there is when people talk about dementia and parents and the effects there is there can be a positive you know about just Giving giving yourself permission to have that time with them and just sit, you know, there is a. Anyway, that just popped into my head. No,
1: no. It's, it's <laughs> thanks for sharing. Thank you for that one. No, it's it's it's
0: cool. And and so as an as an actor, what do you think? Um, why do you think that was sort of um, bad for your health? Because we've spoken a little bit about the, the sort of arts and mental health and that. Do you think is it just like a personal thing? Was it was it too much pressure for you then? Like. Uh, having to sort of get the get the role and i mean because i i know you never it's not it's not like a long-term employment is it it's like you're going from yeah. one gig to the next and that
2: i think it was i think it's about it's funny isn't it you get a bit older and you go i wonder what i'd be like now because I'm, I'm a bit more grounded and i know myself a bit better and i'm more comfortable in my skin now and i just i just i've just got more weight than i used to and that helps with acting whereas when you're a young actor you know you're running around trying to Often trying to please people, trying to say the right things, get get the job. So you're constantly. So, I was a pleaser anyway by nature, and so and you and you have these agents who are you know and they. I'm not going to just start bitching about agents, but you know there is this idea that when you're working, they treat you so well. You know you are, you are and you and the way they talk about you to other people and things, it makes you feel very very special. So if you don't have a strong ego, and I mean ego in the healthy sense, that my sense of self, I don't need someone to tell me if I'm good or bad, if I'm worthy or not. If you've got low self-esteem, which I certainly have suffered with, then it it can be it can be really bad for you. And you don't and there isn't that sort of duty of care because and what happens is the agent, you know, blows smoke up your ass, for want of a better word, and and then um, and then when you're not working, they they then don't treat you as, as if you're the same person. So your humanity is kind of so. It, so it just requires like a like a ego of iron, which is why you know a lot of successful actors tend to be you know extremely. They come across as quite arrogant because they've had yeah. to just develop this this kind of way of being, which is kind of. And you wonder what's going on inside because often you'll meet them and you think, oh, you don't seem that real to me. I don't really, you know, where is the you know? I mean, the great actors, Andrew Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Immigrant, <again. laughs> I'm sure is is wonderful in every way but but, but um do you need a minute but <laughs> just, just flea bag i mean it's just great isn't it you got a lovely bag um, but it's it's uh, yeah it's it's a funny it's a funny and i and i think it's probably the same for musicians it's the same you know for, i mean stand up comedy i can't imagine what that what that is like if you're somebody who needs affirmation <laughs> Uh, that's you know that's it is like it is like going to the opposite of a doctor to to, you know (laughs) like doing what you're doing um and it is I mean it all come I think it does all come back to letting go of the ego I think you know what you need you know of course meditation and yoga and things keep coming up in these conversations because anything which can take you away from the idea that I'll be happy if everyone loves me and I'm powerful and I feel beautiful and sexy you know like that Anything that kind of can just make us kind of see through that illusion is, is going to make us happier or more content. I mean, whatever word we want to use, happiness is a funny one. I do want to tell you about this guy, though. Have you come across Jeff Foster? Have you ever come across him? No, no. Okay. No, go on, go on. I pray thee tell more. Okay. So Jeff Foster, um, and, and my wife has actually introduced me to him, Is a huge fan of his, um, is an author and a kind of, He'd probably be in like the spiritual guru uh, book, which I've been pretty uh, cynical about in the past because a lot of people come along and they say, yeah, you follow my path and I'm going to show you the way. And But his whole thing is that stop this idea that you, we, if I just get here, if I just get to this place, then I'm going to be all right. You know, His whole thing is about the moment, the moment, the moment, and accepting... So all of these feelings, you know, and if you do, if you do suffer with any kind of mental health problems, those dark places, those dark feelings, the idea that they are part of you and that they are just as worth worthy of being there—not not to try and get rid of them, you know. So if I get rid of that, I've got to get rid of that feeling, get rid of this, and so his whole thing is around kind of really embracing every feeling you're having and just being in the moment. Just and he's kind of obsessed with it. His the way he writes, it just keeps coming back to it. Anyway, I found I found Jeff Foster really helpful um okay. so you, if, you, if you could get him on this he, i mean he's and he's just just lovely lovely i went to one of his he did a kind of talk day thing where you, did, you got to meditate and a lot of people different people from different walks of life were there um, he,
0: has he got a book out or something Is he
2: he does have a book he's got lots of books there's one something called the deepest acceptance it's something like that
0: if okay. you just googled yeah jeff, jeff foster, jeff foster I okay think it's foster. The deepest, we shall that's the another one acceptance. to the bloody reading list
1: yeah I, I'm gonna gonna on your a, list. start a reading club aren't we <laughs> I'm gonna be
0: reading these sort of self-help books for the rest of our life you know I, I used to like fiction and stuff like that but now i've got this growing mountain of <laughs> self-help books i've got bloody read please what's, what's your favorite what self-help book yeah i think my the one that i i like the best was um one called lost connections by Yo- johan Catt- Halley. called Lo- lost connections yeah that was one that really resonated with me and really sort of um sort of uh, uh, it, yeah it just made me think yes 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 i was reading it and thinking yes 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 and that yeah oh, uh i've spoken a little bit about it in the past um so I won't bore people again, but I would definitely recommend that one. Mm. Yeah, Lost Connections. It's fairly It's fair. It's about. It's about a couple of years old. And what was your your favourite one? My
1: go-to is Being Happy, and the author is Andrew. I forget his surname. Andrew Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, the sexy priest. Yeah, he's, <laughs> oh, I bet he can write really good books as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew, Aww. someone or other. It's <laughs> oh, good. So, so anyway, let's let's move it swiftly on. So, um, well, I'll speak just a l- tiny little bit more about your journey, then we'll we'll go we'll, we'll 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 talk about the the festival again and that. So, so for you um, personally, so you came out of acting, and um, but then so were there, there, you were saying there was a moment in your life when you thought to yourself. Oh, maybe I maybe this isn't normal, and maybe I am sort of suffering. So then, did you did you seek help, or are you sort of you've you've sort of dealt with it yourself? How how, yeah, how... No,
2: I went I went to see a, a therapist, um, and he mm. was really helpful. It's it's a, you know you've, you've, you go to therapy, don't you? It, it's um it's a funny one because at the time, often you're thinking this is a way this is cost <laughs> when you're an action you've got no money. Like I'm spending money, like you know, because it costs money. This is the problem with therapy, for most people, um, and you and it's causing, and you're getting anxiety from the fact you're spending money on something which is supposed to be easing your anxiety. So, so there was a bit of that, and then it took me a while to get over that, and then you realise, oh, okay, this this guy knows what he's doing, and what was interesting about it was you're expecting someone to go, oh, you know, you're all right, And you, you're expecting it to be a bit of a hand on your, around your shoulder. He's like, I'm paying you. just, And he mm-hmm. was really hard on me. And that sort of idea of just being really honest uh, with your situation. And, you, and, and also sort of sometimes you're hearing things which you're not expecting. Um, but, I, but then I kind of, I've also had that thing where how long should you stay in therapy for? There are people who just, you know, and I, I'm a bit of a, can I just get the fix? Yeah. Can, can we can we get this done? I'm, I think it's quite a male thing, you know. Is it? When's when do I when do I? Okay, how much do I have to spend before I'm fixed? It's
0: a very good point, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and so I've, I think I've done a bit of that as well with therapy. I've started <laughs> quite a few ther- with therapists, and then got a bit like, okay, it's three months now. I, you know, yeah. must in, in somewhere in my head, I think you're only supposed to have therapy for three months. So I I don't know what you guys think about how you know the, if you, if you do union therapy, apparently you should be you know doing it for a year or something so yeah. yeah
0: well there's yeah there's loads of different types i mean cbt they say you know it's it's about sort of 6 to 10 weeks that type but that's very much a sort of surface level dealing with sort of um practicalities yeah, the one i out. do the one i do is 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 a psychotherapy which goes back to sort of childhood and that can go on for a long time i mean i've been doing it almost a year now my one mm. it might come to an end soon um yeah, and it's cost me a lot of money. But I'm doing it at Waterloo Community Counselling that do um subsidized oh, stuff. Right, that's yeah. only so it's only, only you pay what you can afford. So you actually sort of say so I only pay like 19 pounds per, wow. per go. And oh, that's um good. yeah, and it's it's been it's been great. It's been great. Um and you wouldn't have you wouldn't think to yourself, how like, you know, I can't sit in a room with someone for a whole year for an hour and talk about I'll run out of things to say but no you don't run out and you've no idea what you're going to say you turn up and all of a sudden stuff comes out other times it's sort of dried up a little bit but mostly you know you're filling up that hour with stuff you know and the point about therapy is it's you yeah you're right they they don't have the answers they don't say well now what you need to do Mr Richardson is you need to do this at this hour and no they listen to you and the very Act, and they'll, they'll they'll sort of poke things out of you, but the very act of them listening to you is the therapy itself. You know, I think you know because you won't get that even your wife, even your mates. No one's going to sit there and listen to you talking in silence for an hour about stuff. You know, unless you, unless you've got an amazing wife or whatever you know i mean your wife is amazing but i'm sure your wife is as and well i've
1: always got something to say it's always like the fixing i've yeah. told this like as a, they apparently men we have the fixing house yeah. so when our partners come to speak speed to us sometimes we're like well do you need to do this 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 and this and this and it's like sometimes not what you want to hear you just want to be like look i feel fucking shit mate like this is not right i don't know why i feel like this and listen to me yeah, yeah let's yeah. just hear it
2: yeah yeah, yeah. It, is, it is the act of just being able to say it and talk about it that's often all you need the other thing um and i know a lot of people have talked about boxing i found there's a boxing gym actually i mean i and i've I've got to find a replacement because where the guardian is there's a fantastic boxing gym next door to that it's run by a guy called jock who i love this guy you know he's you can go and you pay a fiver at lunchtime and so i used to go and um do like three three days a week i'd be in the boxing gym with jock and he you're either doing um, sort of circuit training, or you're doing some sort of light sparring, or whatever. But he, whoever you are, doesn't matter. You know what your background is. It's funny because you know he's a proper working class geezer. There's all these like guys from the Guardian. Who are so, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't. You weren't your typical boxers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they're all, um, they're, all hit, they're all they're all hitting
0: pads. going, Oh, that bloody. <laughs> That bloody meeting! Oh my god, I can't believe he said that. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) being very, (laughs) very, very accurate. Uh,
1: (laughs) Sorry, we've seen the tapes, mate. We've seen the tapes.
2: Um, But but (laughs) then then, then there'd be a bunch of uh, taxi drivers in there, you know. So there was really it was a really good mix, and um, and men and women. And anyway, and Jock had this, uh, you know. It's a different kind of therapy, but you go into his world, you know, and you put your fiver down, and he would just you did feel held you know this idea mm. that he was going to take care of you but mm. he was going to like punish you as well you know so you just you by the end of the hour you're so exhausted and you focus so hard on something and he's got such a commitment to you doing it as well mm. i just i've something about that experience is was really made a massive difference to my yeah. mental health like really yeah. major and i and i it's in, I've, you know, i don't know what the science is on that kind of thing but it was and i've you know i've always done a bit of cycling and football and stuff but Actually, box, I think maybe it's just the intensity levels and yeah. the fact that it's a group exercise, you're all doing it together. Um, but I, you know, you, you're nodding, Tommy. Yeah. So it sounds like, yeah, you've it's, had, the... oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. no, he well, is. We
1: did, we did, um, a boxing thing we did for Mind Charity. We raised some money for Mind, and uh, we were saying, didn't we? Oh, well, I was saying the, um, the confidence level, the camaraderie, everything that you said. Yeah. And also the basic fact that people say, you know, it, it, you know, you say you don't much of science, but the actual scientifically proven like healthy body, healthy mind, it really is, you know, the way forward and boxing in particular as well, whether it be testosterone level, that sort of, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it, it's it's euphoric. And I said to somebody, <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I came out of it. It's like, you know, being in my heyday when I was going out partying like a rock star, but I'd come out yeah, you know, drinking water, but being like, "Whoa, feeling high, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's amazing, yeah, absolutely it's, amazing." It is.
2: It's a. It's a good one. If you get, and it's it funny because there's a boxing gym I live at sort of Brixton way, and I have, you know, because I've got so used to jock, you know, talking about finding those people in your life who are sort yeah. of your. And it's because it's not Jock, you know. So I feel I feel like I need to re- replace Jock somehow. So it's also the personality that runs the runs the gym as well. Yeah. Oh,
0: so Jock's still there, is he? He's still there. Where yeah, is yeah. Where is he? Yeah. yeah, I should do a plug for Jock because he's yeah. He's, it's it's ABC shell.
2: Boxing. It's in I can't remember the name of the estate. And I've, oh God, I was going for three years, but it's it's the estate right next to the Guardian on York Way, and right in the middle oh, of that okay. estate, there's a there's a fantastic boxing gym. And he's he talking about community coordinators. You know, he he's got kids in there. But, you know, from having a really tough time and teenagers and like, you know, often they don't pay. And he's just one of those people that just gets on with it and does it. You know, no, no, no sentiment just just supports an awful lot of people and just a rock of that of that community. Big up
1: know? Jock. I was yeah, going to say yeah. big shout out to Jock. <laughs> OK, I think so we're talking about Jock today. <laughs> <laughs> you oh never my... know where we go with this podcast.
0: Oh, my God. We're 56 minutes in. We better we better sort of wrap this up, I guess, um, at goodness. some point. So, so tell us. So. What are your? What would be your aim, and what is the aim for the for the Mental Well Festival? What's what's what, and, and 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 also, we'll, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, what's the aim for the festival?
2: Yeah, the main aim is to create a space for all Londoners to come and talk about mental health in the open, um, and to celebrate the things that keep us well, whatever that might be, whether it's physical exercise, whether it's psychotherapy, whether it's just your community, having a good time with your friends, learning something new—all of those things. What are the things that make up a happy and healthy life? Um, but not not skirting around the, the darker side and sort of and having a, a really honest conversation about the things that we're all going through, because everyone at some point in their lives—and some of us much worse than others, of course—and um, will have mental health issues. So it's 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 creating that. And and our ambition—you know—this this is the first year that we're we're doing a whole week, but the ambition is that every year with the support of of Guys like yourselves, people who care about this stuff, to really make it um, a really famous, well-known festival for for Londoners. So every year we get to celebrate it. You know, it really should be the Glastonbury of mental health. It it should feel like that for London. So that's our aim. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. And so, how do people come along? How how do they look it up? And you know, how do they get involved? Thank you for
2: asking, (laughs) Andy. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not sure when this goes out, but because we're just sort of finalising the lineups for for the panels and everything, and obviously hoping to have you guys involved as well. But I think um, by sort of September the 1st, if you just go, if you Google City Lit and you go to the website, we've got, um, we've got the Mental Wealth uh, Festival website on there, and that will give you all the information. And you can come along to events at the National Gallery, which is sort of experiential arts-based uh, well-being program. You can come along to um, Paul Dolan, um, who's the author of... Um, Happiness by design. Thank God I remembered that. who's uh, an amazing guy. He's going to be doing a, a big uh, presentation at the British Museum on the Friday night. So if you just go to the website, the Mad World Festival, that's another partner on the Wednesday. there's you'll see it all and there's lots of different entry points. So you you can come and have a go, do do a workshop, you can come and listen to somebody talk about their own experiences. If you care about BAME mental health, you can come along to a panel discussion about that. If you care about Man Up and men's health and this stuff, then come to our men's uh, mental health panel. And on the Saturday, uh, that is all about City Lit. Just have a look and see all the things that we do at the college which which can help keep you well and and make you part of a, a community. That's, um, yeah cuz yeah. learning
0: is very important for yeah. your mental health keep keep le- always keep learning yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Wow. well i'm definitely going <laughs> to it you know even even if even <laughs> if i'm not part of the panel discussion i'm there mate i it, think so yeah. does i it, think does, it'd be rude not to does it, it cost amazing. any money by the way does it
2: uh, no it's but, so so a lot of it's free and then if if it does cost any money um, you're not going to spend more than between 10 and 20 pounds
0: great which is good so, for the mental health as well. So that
2: is yeah, it's for it's for everyone. Yeah, it's not, oh, nothing. Oh, sounds fantastic. So, so we're
0: going to have to have one more of these, okay? All right, hold on. I'm going to do well, this is to end the podcast. So um I'd just like to say uh thank you very much, Ben, for for coming to see us. It's good to see you again. Thanks for having after me after all this Great time. Great to see you, Andy. Yeah. You're, you're looking good. You're looking you too, good, baby. Ooh, <laughs> Andrew Scott.
1: <laughs> Goodness me. Okay, here we go. So. Oh Good, you actually so so Tommy, you say, Well, that's the end, and then this I'll do the, the end th- of the podcast. We have been man up, have a wonderful week.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic! Man, loved it well. Done. Oh,
1: is okay. that all right? Oh. Was that, was, was that, how much humming was I doing?